The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, welcome, mystics, and good day to all of you keepers of the flame, both present and future. You have joined us on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And joining us today is Reverend David Dry, our spiritual director. Hello, David. Tom and Terry, always fun to be with you. (laughs) Once more into the breach, my brothers. (laughs) Well, we are in the midst now of a series of shows on the strategies of light and darkness. And to kind of set the table again for this, uh, we basically are referring to the fact that the fallen angels, when they rebelled and they lost their heavenly estate, they also lost their ability to gain their have their own light. So they must, to survive, seek an alternative source. And unfortunately, that source is us. They want to take us off the track in the worst way, and they also want to steal our light along the way. So we are talking about various strategies that the followers have concocted in their playbook over time, like isolation from God, flattery, condemnation, belittlement. You know, there's many. We've covered already about maybe 12 or 15 in these first couple of shows. And today, we're going to talk about the downward spiral, the myth of relative good and evil, sympathy, divide and conquer techniques, imitation, and perhaps a few others if we have time. I also want to let you know that we'll be playing two wonderful excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she goes into some detail about these very strategies of light and darkness and what we can do about them. So before I throw this to my compatriots here in the studio, I want to say that these strategies unfortunately are successful. The playbook is ages old, and it's, it's successful because these unfortunately work. So what we're talking about now is having the discernment, the discrimination, and the, the determination to know when they're in play, what to do about it, and to resolve to do better. Okay? So we'll uh, talk about perhaps the... Um, Let's see, I think, let's talk about the downward spiral first, unless you have any comment you want to make about recapping the previous shows. Well, I, you know, my experience in being a part of this, um, there's a lot of information. Uh, <laughs> yes. You often wonder, uh, you know, I think we have 33 strategies of light and darkness that's published in our book. But I think what, what as I was thinking about this, Tom and Terry, I was thinking about how do we, how do we make this kind of a simple analogy? And so I, I got this prompting, you know, um, Shakespeare said to be or not to be. You know, that's really simple. When we look back, we look back at all of the saints and sages of East and West that have gone forth. It really was a simple equation to be or not to be. And so we all really have to decide, are we going to be the reality of the light within or are we going, are we going to choose a downwards, a downward path and a downward spiral? Mm-hmm. And so I think part of what we've tried to do over the, the course of these shows 
you know, in previous shows is to kind of give our listeners a picture of the choices that you make and the consequences of those choices and to have some simple tools in your toolbox so that when you're confronted, you know, face-to-face with the challenges that oppose, you know, your victory, you have Indeed. something to work with. Well, you know, another point, too, I think you allude to this, is that in some respects, we have to deal with generalities here, that there are 33 strategies that we have identified. And in fact, you mentioned the book. The book is titled Strategies of Light and Darkness. It's a very nice, succinct little book that you can carry with you wherever you go. And it's very detailed in terms of these 33 strategies. And it's available on our bookstore. If you go to tsl.org slash bookstore, you'll find it. Also, you can find it on, you know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Strategies of Light and Darkness. And I highly recommend that you get a hold of it because it's a playbook that you can use again and again when you feel beset by the sinister force. Now, um, the downward spiral, kind of the context for that idea is that light bearers are often followers, they don't necessarily choose to lead, so they tend to follow whatever seems appropriate and right. And unfortunately, the fallen ones, the fallen angels, can have very magnetic personalities, and they can easily fool us if we don't have the discernment to understand what it is they're really trying to inject into our consciousness. So let's talk about the down spiral from the standpoint of the followers, the tendency to accept an authority, perhaps, that is, we give them a certain credibility. I think one of the things that's very sobering when you look at society today, you know, you look at some of the socialistic um, governments, you look at the various different kinds of uh, social movements that are happening, you look at the rock stars, you look at the various different people that have influenced society, they could be Hollywood movie stars, they could be any number of folks in positions that, they're, you know, they've been put out there for people to see. And I think what, what happens is people, you know, because there's, there's not a lack, there's not a, a sense of self-worth of their own spiritual identity, people have a tendency to magnetize or follow someone that gives out a certain aura, a certain, you know, um, feeling. And I think we can just look back through history, just even, you know, with some of the very, you know, the various different, um, you know, some of our presidents, some people had better, you know, had done, you know, better than others, you know, various different rock stars that have generated far more people around them and so forth. I think, I think people get the general idea that, that, you know, if you have a sense of unwholeness within yourself, that is what kind of gets magnetized, really, to this, you know, to this magnetism or to this aura of, you know, this is how you should go. And in the process of that, you are pulled into a downward spiral. Indeed. Well, and yeah. we've spoken uh, over the first couple of shows, and I'm sure we will continue this series, is the, the triumvirate that Maitreya talks about, the three Ds, discernment, discrimination, and determination. And again, discernment is knowing what's in play Discrimination is knowing when it's in play and what they're trying to do, and determination is basically using your power to overcome. And one of the antidotes to this downward spiral uh, strategy is to become the Christ. Not instantly, not all at once, but just you know, to let your Christ would be your leader, basically. Others will then follow that, and this is what the brotherhood needs, is for us all to make that commitment to become the Christ. And, and you know we're we're we have a tendency as light bearers to to be followers, and we were talking about this before the show. You know, it's really hard to lead, and like you said, David, uh, it's that's why pe- a lot of people don't go into politics, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you know, you've got to you've got to lead by example. You got to say to yourself, okay, I'm a light bearer, and I'm just not going to follow these other ways anymore, and I'm going to I'm going to move according to the dictates of my heart. Well, I think there's a, you know, see the Christ, know the Christ. Be the Christ. Yeah. 
I think the important thing for, for our listeners to recognize the fact, and Tom, you, you referred to this earlier, you know, this is a lifetime journey of understanding who you are spiritually. <laughs> it's you an know, endurance test. To really sometimes. understand, yeah, mm-hmm. to really understand, you know, you know, what this path means. And, you know, the simple phrase from Jesus, you know, he that endureth to the end will I grant him the kingdom <laughs> of heaven. There's no doubt that what he was referring to is if you apply yourself you know, and understand his life, understand the life of other avatars and teachers, you know, study their works, study the works of the messengers. It will give you what you need in terms of a foundation to take the step-by-step process of unraveling the things that are not real within you and finding the things that really are of the reality of God. Indeed. Well, you know, um, that doesn't exactly segue into the next uh, strategy, but I think it's time to move on to it, (laughs) which is the, the lie of relative good and evil. And one of the greatest um, strategies of the dark side is to convince us somehow that absolute truth, which is God, cannot be known or understood in the human oct- in the human octave, so that we are somehow separated from this absolute truth. And you, you hear us say all the time that we we enjoin you to awaken to the light within. We also tell you that you are that light, so that you are already one with this great source, your God self. There's no separation. There, there's no there's no gap to be filled there. You are already there. It's a matter of understanding, appreciating, and basically believing that that's true. It's probably the greatest test that any any soul has to face is to coming to coming to that actual moment, Tom. You know where they actually accept and believe that they do have that opportunity to yeah. become the Christ, and that that light is actually burning within their heart. And of course, when we look at society today, we look at some of the historical elements of you know religion and so forth, the doctrines, the dogmas of the past. You know, whole whole evolutions, whole societies have lost this ability to, or you know, have been, you know, told you can't do this, you can't you can't have the same kind of, um, you know, enlightenment and and Christhood that Jesus had or other other avatars have had, and I think this is the great challenge that that so many people who are searching have to sort out. To recognize, you know, what is the difference between, you know, what the master said that we could do versus what society or certain theologies, you know, put in place by the fallen ones say we can or can't do. And that's a great test that people have to pass. Yeah, and in some in some theologies and orthodoxies, they, you know, you ask a question that you want, you know, your soul is asking, what's the answer to this from the heart of God? And you're told, well, that's just one of those mysteries we're not supposed to know. <laughs> And no, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, listen, that's a, that's a pretty the standard line. I mean, I remember when I was was a very young man, and I was I think I was six or seven years old, and we I was in, you know, catechism in the Catholic Church, you know, in second grade, and the priest came in to talk to us about, you know, Jesus, and I and I was like, okay, why is there only one Son of God? You know, Father raised my hand. I'm thinking, okay, this will be a really simple question. Why is there only one Son of God? And he says, well, that's just the way it is. And I and I remember sitting there, even as young as I was, thinking. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hold everything. How can that possibly be? I mean, you know, is it just is it just God the Father, God the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit in heaven? And what happened to all the saints? And what happened to everybody else who really, you know, lived, a, you know, a good life and gave back to society and gave back to their fellow man? What happened to all those folks, you know? Yeah. You know, what happened? I asked the same question. The answer <laughs> I got was, the answer that I got was, because that's what we believe, which is an interpretation of the concept of doctrine. So you don't question doctrine. Yeah. But the truth is, there is a difference between the real and the unreal. And this is a real capital R. This is our, our God self or I am presence. So I want to ask you, David, if you can help us maybe understand how we separate the real from the unreal. And this in turn, you know, we, we've spoken of this before where you, you can challenge the light to show that it is, in fact, the true light. 
But you know, maybe want to take that a little ways. Well, I think I think to, to keep it really simple, Tom. You know, um, for every soul that really and truly is looking to get back to God, for every soul who really wants to understand the mysteries of life and really actually, you know, internalize what this great message is that the prophets have brought us. You know, you have to do this step by step. You have to kind of take, you know, take you see see how things go initially, and then you have to process your own feelings and your own reactions because we really and truly, you know, people have. Be- you really are the sum total of all you've ever been. So all of the the lies that you believed, all of the doctrines you believed, and so forth, the unreality that you've accepted as your own. You know, you have to unwind that a little bit by mm-hmm. little bit. And you know, we've talked about the violet flame, how that can go into the unconscious and the subconscious. Oh, yeah. We've talked about, you know, reading and studying. We've talked about really you know taking a look at some of these you know wonderful books not just from the summit lighthouse but have been written you know through the im activity and various other other organizations people can find find through that experience an inner sense and and really how do you know your heart tells you (laughs) what's real Mm -hmm. you know we're going to talk i think one of the things you know we have in here is you know, learning how to how to react to that first intuition you know because how many times have we talked to each other talked ourselves out of things and you know sure. your friends have talked to you out of things but your soul and your heart when you're aligning yourself slowly but surely with the I am presence with God that intuition really becomes the key Tom yeah. to be able to sense that and make your next decision mm-hmm. and you know we are very well aware that there are tests that come to each of us you know there are tests that will come to each of us that uh, Eve was subjected to these tests, didn't do a very good job. (laughs) Jesus was also, you know, and I'll I'll kind of summarize them here. We can talk about it for a moment before we go to break. But the the, the devil talking to Jesus and saying, command these stones to be made bread, basically the test of the wealth of the world. Uh, Cast yourself down from this place and prove that you're the avatar. I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. You know, this is the initiation of worldly success. So if you look at wealth, success, and being acknowledged as a leader or an avatar, those are powerful tests of our understanding of what is absolutely true in our lives. This is not about us. This is about God in us. This is who these actual doer is not the human. Anyways, I want to make those points because in the book, of course, these get a little bit more detailed, so I'm kind of sketching over them right now. But those are tests we all face, success, wealth, and whether or not we have this exalted view of ourselves, our, our human ego, given, you know. You know, uh, you want to say something, don't you, Jerry? <laughs> I, I do. Well, I got this highlighted here. Never be too proud to be a fool for Christ, you yeah, know. No and, and that's what Mark Prophet did, you yeah. know. That's that's some of the flame he passed to me. Well, you know, in one of the early shows sorry, we did. No, sorry I was radiating that. No, it's okay because, you know, uh, one of the things that they, the master say is don't take yourself seriously. Yeah, I know. You know, you have to understand that you're not here to perfect the human. Yeah. We're here to become the divine. So in the course of that becoming the divine, the more we know about that, the more we can be armored against whatever's happening. So anyway, so we got to go to a break. And when we come back, and I kind of promised this at the beginning of the show, we're going to listen to the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she goes into a bit of the nuance in the context of these strategies of light and darkness. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. You know, the forces of darkness are dead set on taking you off the path, stealing your light, and keeping you in the dark. That's a nasty thing to do, I think. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, you think about when they fell, you know, and, and okay, you guys are going to Earth and you have no light. You got to steal everything. Ooh. What an edict. <laughs> and they're taking it out on us. I know. Well, you know, I mean, basically what we're talking about is a war and yeah. the prize in this war is our light. So um, acknowledging the fact that this war is even enjoying, under, we're undergoing this right now, it's crucial to our ultimate victory. So here's a bit more from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. The 2,000-year-old writings of Sun Tzu on the art of war have endured to the present hour. They have become the handbook of Mao and other tacticians who understand the necessity of understanding strategy. In peace and in war, the offensive and the defensive strategy. We are in a war it is the war of Armageddon. It is not a skirmish. We have the daily battles within our world of the unconscious, of karma and personal momentums that we face on the path of discipleship. 
We have daily battles with those very forces that we find within, outplayed around us. And Jesus said, Thine enemy shall be they of thine own household. And that is not limited to the family. It means the members within thyself. On a world scale, we see the multiplication of the belief in the lie of the human consciousness and its erroneous ways over and over again so that the specters of war and mass hatred are embodied by large numbers and therefore more fearsome. So we see planetary dragons as planetary momentums of evil and we find that in order to combat them we must unite forces with those of the light who see and understand the danger, who know the enemy and who know the self. Our observation, that is, of the brothers in white, is that the strategy of peace and war must be understood. But if the individual have not discipleship as a leader or discipleship as a follower, he will not be able to implement these strategies. And therefore, to make use of the great teachings of Lord Confucius and Lord Lanto, we go back to the threefold flame of the heart, discipleship. For unless this flame be developed, one can be neither a trusted leader nor a trusted follower. All of us in this tent of the Lord, of the people Israel, desire to fall under one of these two categories. In truth, each one of us, at given moments, must be both. Sometimes we find ourselves the only one with a cool head that knows what to do with any number of people, life streams, livestock, that must be led to safety or in the right direction. And sometimes we recognize a leader greater than ourselves and we instantly follow. And thus those beneath us on the scale of hierarchy are the followers of the light of our hearts. Those above us become our leaders. And if we have expertise spiritually or professionally in some area, we may find ourselves advising those in hierarchy above us or lending our heart's momentum to those beneath us who also may have some area of expertise. Thus, in the field of physical aptitudes and skills developed, an individual may be capable of directing a group of people, but he may lack the spiritual attainment that must go hand in hand with it and therefore be subject to errors of judgment rather than errors of knowledge. He may have perfect knowledge in his field, but he may not have a balanced threefold flame to exercise right judgment for a plan of action. We understand that the light comes forth from the great central sun in a mighty tide, and that light is oncoming to swallow up the corresponding tide of darkness which we find in the eruption of planetary karma on planet Earth and other systems of worlds. 
The juxtaposition of light and darkness must tell us that in the very movement of light, in the midst of light, there is the ensouling of light by the armies of Lord Maitreya, who figures in the book of Revelation as the word who is known as the faithful and true. Therefore he comes robed in white, and the saints robed in white are with him. Archangel Michael has his legions. Every hierarch of light has his legions. You ought to assume that your mighty I am presence and Christ's self has angels in the service of the cause of righteousness, and that when you take up the cause of righteousness, ministering angels will assist you by embodying an extraordinary light which if placed all within your chakras would be like the overloading of an electrical transformer. Thus God multiplies himself over and over again for the embodiment of that light which is intended to swallow up the darkness of Armageddon. That which is held within your chakras and within your heart is intended to be sufficient, sufficient unto the karma that is also held in your being. But because we have allowed the dweller on the threshold to wax strong and become a beast and then a dragon in our personal Armageddon, we find that the soul that has not fully united with Christ is not able to even deal with the carnal mind that resides in the temple and creates the warring in the members. Because the storing of light in the chakras has not provided sufficient ammunition, as it were, to defeat the darkness, God has established a chain of hierarchy and grace through Jesus Christ so that when we will to move upward, the downward momentum and gravity of our own consciousness does not overtake us as Peter was overtaken symbolically by the astral plane or the sea when he was to sink beneath the waves. He required the hand of Christ to overcome his own personal momentums of fear and doubt. So we all need the person of Christ who is next on the ladder of attainment in hierarchy and we have a conscientious sense of responsibility that many need us who are lower on the scale. It is proper to assess one's own magnitude of light to know what one's strength is and what one requires from the Lord and the Lord's host. It is like a general analyzing the troops, their numbers, their preparation, how many tanks, how much he has to meet the enemy, and at the same time knowing that enemy. Therefore, in the case of hierarchy and in the case of the Christ consciousness, we garner that which we call forth, and when we meet an enemy within that seems all-consuming and all-powerful, as an ancient record of hatred, for instance, looms just above the threshold of consciousness as a great burden to our soul, perhaps causing even physical diseases, and we feel ill-equipped to handle this, we understand that the Antakarana, the cosmic web of life, the intricate weaving of hierarchy has positioned within itself hierarchs of light, ascended masters, sons of God, who are always ready to lend that hand of support. They are governed by cosmic law, 
And that law says that they may not transfer the light momentum of their attainment into a vessel that is not committed to use the light for the all-victorious, all-glorious purpose of bringing God's kingdom or consciousness into manifestation within the individual and within the planetary worlds. Thus you will understand how strictly this law is adhered to by the cosmic hierarchy. In the instance of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is there through the night. His soul is groaning and coming to grips with the initiation that he must choose by free will to enter into to be or not to be the savior of the world, to undergo the crucifixion. After many hours and experiencing the inability of his disciples to keep awake, to support him, to watch with me one hour, he offers this prayer unto the Father. Father, if thou be willing, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In this commitment and surrender, in this vow, this vow of his absolute God-being, the totality of himself, Jesus has aligned himself with the cosmic hierarchy until he commits to do God's will, and to undergo the crucifixion, he is alone. No other figure appears in the garden. Not even the disciples can help him. But immediately after he has said these words, an angel came unto him and ministered unto him. The understanding of the entering into the great drama of the hand of heaven, the helper, must be noted by those who truly desire to make progress on Lord Maitreya's path of initiation, whereby we truly enter into the heart of Saint Germain and participate in the evolution of the Aquarian Age. God necessitates that we exercise the totality of our cosmic consciousness. Therefore, understand the strategy of peace and war. Therefore, understand your role on the path of freedom. The internalization of God comes by right action. In order to take right action, you must be able to subdue within yourself all forces that move against right action, the anti-forces of that dweller on the threshold of the not-self. In order to subdue these, you need help. I need help. We all need God. Indeed, we all need God. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. 
These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back, and thank you very much for staying with us today. We're talking about the strategies of light, and darkness. In our last segment, we heard an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet talking about the, the war in our members, the war between darkness and light. And now we continue that lecture with part two of this excerpt. So please tune in. You each have a position on the cosmic scale and the ladder of life if you are a striving one, if you are a sincere student of God. Therefore, to know thyself is to know thy strength. Jesus said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. As thy day is, so shall thy strength be. Whatever you are called upon to do, whatever is the need of the hour, you will have the strength to overcome if you have entered this covenant with God. And if you find yourself lacking in strength, God will move in through his emissaries and supply you with that strength. Just test him and see. It's a glorious moment to feel one's helplessness, one's total absence of strength, or the barrenness of one's mind for an idea, or a thought, or an understanding to do anything. But when one casts oneself upon the rock of Christ, allowing the human matrix to be broken, one finds oneself once again flooded with the creative power of cosmos. Thus, the commitment of the Son of God is the very first strategy 
of the warriors of peace. And thereby we enter into the path of balancing and expanding the threefold flame. The threefold flame is the fire that focuses your Christ consciousness. What is Christ consciousness? It is the awareness of the mind of God in Christ Jesus, in your holy Christ self, and it is anchored in your physical temple through the threefold flame that is sealed in the secret chamber of the heart. Thus the fire of love, the fire of wisdom, the fire of God's power is your ability to move, to think, to act, to defend, to overcome the subconscious of oneself and the planet and to meet that same enemy in anyone who assails oneself, forces embodied or disembodied. Knowledge of the enemy and oneself, knowledge of the ascended masters, enables us to call upon them when we know in our distress that it will take the combined momentum of Hercules and all the mighty Elohim to deliver a certain mandate that we have been given by Saint Germain. Knowing one another as disciples enables us to know upon whom we should call for help in our midst, our friends, our brothers, our fellow chilas. Therefore we look to each other moving together in our dynamic decrees to produce that rolling momentum and that magnet of the central sun to draw down the corresponding intercession of heaven that enables us as a community of the Holy Spirit to even dare to tackle planetary problems, especially the social issues of our time affecting society, such as abortion, education, drugs, crime, and the way the consciousness of civilization is moving. Now I would like to read to you from Sun Tzu, Offensive Strategy. I would like you to think about yourself as the warrior of peace. I would like you to think of yourself as tackling the enemy of the dweller on the threshold, the momentums of the subconscious, the lines of the clock, the foes of your real self that you have encountered within and without. And now to listen to this strategy and consider how you might apply it. Sun Tzu said, Generally in war, the best policy is to take a state intact. To ruin it is inferior to this. Do not put a premium on killing. Now some people who become psychologically imbalanced, cannot tolerate imperfection within themselves. So they declare war upon themselves through immense condemnation and destroy themselves instead of the enemy. Sung Su says, take a state intact. So take the whole man intact and therefore bring into alignment and subject its members to your Christ consciousness. To capture the enemy's army is better than to destroy it. To take intact a battalion, a company, or a five-man squad is better than to destroy them. We know that nothing is created or destroyed. We live by the law of freedom, and the law of freedom is the law of transmutation. Therefore, do not destroy oneself on the path of initiation but rather transmute, 
call all of one's members into alignment. For to win 100 victories in 100 battles is not the acme of skill. To subdue the enemy without fighting is the acme of skill. When the dweller on the threshold is bound, subdued, we realize we have invested in that carnal mind for thousands of years a tremendous quantity of energy that has its point of origin in the desire body. A source of tremendous strength is invested in the synthetic self. We are warriors of peace going forth to bind that enemy. But we desire to take the enemy intact and strip him of that power, restoring that power and all creativity which belongs to God, to our own Christ self and our I am presence, so that we may use it for what it should be used, which is the healing of the body, all of our diseases, to give us the full strength we need to carry on the path of our Christhood. We have allowed our members to become divided, and that is why we lack either the skills or the intelligence or the qualities we need to conquer and to be conquering heroes. All that you need, God has given you, but you have allowed the enemy to swallow it up. Now you recognize that enemy self-created and you will go after it. Not to destroy it, to transmute it, to take back every erg of light. And when it is transmuted, it no longer has any identity. It is swallowed up in light. Thus Christ replaces Antichrist, not by the bloodbath, but by the creative intelligence of the mind of God. And therefore, in the process, you do not confuse who is oneself, who is one's enemy, and begin to heap condemnation upon your own soul and become, as they proverbially say, your own worst enemy. You take the side of the enemy and condemn the soul, and therefore lose more of your strength once you have engaged in this personal Armageddon. This strategy is very important to understand because you can make much more progress than you have thus far on the path if you will simply look logically at what you are doing on the battleground of your own consciousness. Thus, what is of supreme importance in war is to attack the enemy's strategy. The enemy's strategy is the point of the serpentine mind that began with the first lie. And the first lie was fear. Fear of God, fear of coexistence with him, doubt in him and his ability to conduct our lives. Fear and doubt, the seeds that ultimately manifest as betrayal. So we go after the dweller on the threshold or the beast in the forest intelligently. We do not want the beast to overtake us. This is why it says, let sleeping dogs lie. Or to awaken the sleeping serpent is to encounter the full viciousness of that serpent. We're going after the point of strategy. The point of strategy, as David knew, is the point of cogitation and of vision. It is right here at the third eye. Right at that point 
of the focalization of consciousness. That is the point of the origin of the enemy. That is the point where the enemy begins to have an identity apart from the mind of God. It is the misuse of the third eye chakra. It is the perversion of that chakra. The enemy's strategy is the enemy's logic. Serpent had a logic in the garden. Thus Mother Mary, the cosmic virgin, the mother of the world, comes to teach us what is the strategy of serpent, what is the strategy of the sons of God. If we understand his strategy, why he is speaking to us the way he is speaking to us, what is his objective, what is he trying to get from us, how is he trying to control us, we cannot in any way be defeated by that enemy. So when you look at an individual who embodies evil or the Antichrist, and you know the vibration is not good, and you know this is the consciousness of serpent. But then this serpent comes smiling and offers you an irresistible deal or a scheme to draw you into his economic arena. And then you say to yourself, in self-condemnation, I shouldn't be criticizing this person because obviously his intentions are good. See how he is smiling. See how he is nice to me. See how he is offering me the sun, the moon, and the stars. Why do I doubt him? This is the point where you need to know yourself, the seat of the conscious mind of Christ, and you need to know the enemy, which is the carnal mind, and it's anybody's carnal mind. Yours, mine, or anybody else's is the enemy of the light in all of us. So there is a common denominator of the carnal mind, and it has its strategy, and Mark Prophet called this strategies in darkness. And they do exist. It is important to number them and list them and keep a notebook because when you discover them and when you expose them in yourself or in others, now you have learned another formula. You have learned another point of the strategy that is at the seat of that conscious mind, that logic. Thus, if one can understand the lie of serpent, of the fallen angels and the watchers, we can understand what they are after, we can learn the modus operandi of how they go after it step by step. We ourselves taking a step back, having surrender the not-self in ourselves to the best of our ability, we will see objectively what is the array of forces, what are the momentums that we must deal with. Knowing our friends, the hosts of the Lord, we know how to use the science of the spoken word and how to wield the sword that divides the real from the unreal. Indeed, and dividing the real from the unreal is what this program is all about. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom 
delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks everyone for staying with us. Today we're talking about, once again, the strategies of light and darkness. And as we left you at the end of the last segment, we made this statement that we are here to divide the real from the unreal. And that's really a synthesis of what it is that we do. And, you know, when we play these. Uh, excuse me, these excerpts, for me at least, I'm constantly, my mind just gets ignited and I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm just going, oh my gosh, there's another show, there's another show, there's something more we can talk about. <laughs> the depth of this knowledge, the depth of this teaching is is infinite. I think one of the things that I was uh, really thinking about as I was listening to Mother talk about, you know, this whole this whole, you know, battle within that we all have to come to grips with. What I think is so important as we talk about how to overcome these things was the was really the tremendous sense of kindness and gentleness as we each come face to face with certain key doors that we have to go through, and the fact that we actually can, if we take and apply the teachings, apply the apply the guidelines of what we can achieve. And I, I was telling uh, Tom and Terry through the break here that you know the simple element about you know you think about the saints and people that receive the holy spirit and really and truly you know seem to have internalized this whole flame of the christ and it begins to manifest in their aura how they got there really was you know uh, being willing to make a commitment to be to be consistent in their prayers in their decrees in their service the simple concept of dependability where you you show God, you're showing the I am presence, you're showing your Christ self, you're showing the masters that you're willing to put the work in, you're willing to do the effort, you're willing to take the you know make the the deep dive, so to speak, into mm-hmm. to this understanding because you will find and and all of us were, can share this you know our own personal stories. You will find that the victories that you have as you conquer this element of this unreality within you, you know through the knowledge of these strategies is just beyond profound. And it requires a willingness. I mean, we, we are making a conscious choice to follow this path. It isn't an accidental path. You know, one of the things that is really kind of strikes me again and again about this is that when you're dealing with the the light that is the ultimate, the be-all and end-all of what we're here to do, there's no compromise. I mean, you, you, you can't compromise with evil. You can't compromise with shadow. You can't compromise with darkness. It is a kind of all-or-nothing kind of thing. And if we do compromise, we just extend our time on this plane. And do we want to do that? Well, I don't I think, think so. I, I think going going back to this too, Tom. You know, just and the other thing too. It's important to remember that, you know, you have to you have to decide you're going to do this, and you have to try, give the effort to try to do yeah. this. Don't worry about a setback. Don't worry about mistakes. I think the greatest lesson I learned is condemnation. You know, as Mother referred to this this way in which we drive, you know, this critical 
criticism of ourselves and so forth as we go through this process. Condemnation is no part of God. And if we can remember that as we go through this process, don't worry about making mistakes. Every master saint and sage that went before us made plenty of mistakes to get this understanding. But, you know, the good news is you have the tools. The good news is you have the strategies and you can understand it. And the good news is God is with you. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, if you can bring yourself to the place where you will respond by just jumping, like if the Master Moria says jump, you need to be ready to jump. And the only (laughs) way you can get there kind of is just to trust that your Holy Christ self because your Holy Christ self will be making these decisions, you know. Uh, you, you know, it's either a yes or a no at any given moment of life. Well, so. it, there was a point that was made in the excerpt that we heard, which I, I was, it was stunning because I had not really seen it when I was doing the research. And that was that the threefold flame focuses the fire of the Christ consciousness. And I remembered yesterday, last week's show, we talked about this a little bit, where taking Maitreya's three Ds, the discernment, discrimination, and determination, and translating those into the threefold flame, where the discernment is the mind, is the yellow plume of wisdom, the discrimination is the heart, is the pink flame, mm-hmm. and that the determination is the power flame, the blue flame. And then if we start to think about these in terms of what we have as our arsenal, we have the choice to be discerning. We have the choice to be discriminating. We have the choice to deter- determine our path, our future. If we, if we think about that in terms of wisdom, love, and power, that's what focuses our Christ consciousness. Then we go back to what we were talking about where the Christ consciousness is the leader. That's what, we, that's what people will follow if we can display it, if we can live by example. That's what the Brotherhood, again, wants us to do. I think the great example is you can you can yeah. go with to be or not to be, to do or not to do. <laughs> really, think about that because yeah. if you don't do, you'll never know. If you don't try, you'll never understand. And you know, Saint Germain's teaching on try. Theos rules you. <laughs> it's yeah, that inner determination that you're going to allow God to come through the door of your world and help you find your way. You know, is that what the meaning of the phrase "wear your heart on your sleeve" means? If you you let your light shine. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I think that that goes into one of these um, strategies of sympathy versus uh-huh. compassion. I think if you wear your heart on your sleeve appropriately, it's with compassion. Yeah. If you wear it as a bleeding heart sympathizer, then you're agreeing with limitation. You know, yeah. so that's not a good thing. So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but yeah, yeah. my interpretation would be that the heart I have to understand is an empathetic heart, a source of love, and in that case, I'll wear that on my sleeve all day long, Yeah. but not to feel sorry for you if you're having a problem or a trouble or you're, you know, dealing with some some issue or challenge. That, I, that's the hardest part. It's because, like you were saying during the break, David, the guru, uh, in a very simple, uh, loving sort of a way, you know, in a sentence or two, said to you those things that your soul needed to grapple with this thing that had been bothering you for a while. And I can't give it to you. Well, yeah. The, the real interesting thing, okay, what was the difference between sympathy and compassion? You right. know, she could have said to me, you know, I feel sorry for you. Instead, she said, this is what you need to go do. You need <laughs> to really understand this, and you need, you need to figure it out. Even I, as the teacher and your guru, can't figure this out. But the point that I was making to Terry and Tom for our listeners was that the great love and compassion and, and what you felt in that love for your soul and you felt for the understanding of what you needed to do Gave you the courage to go do it. And I right. think that's the key to the Ascended Master's teachings. And yeah. that's that's the wind in our sails. Totally. 
Well, you know, um, we have other strategies we were going to cover today. I don't think there's going to be time for that, which is fine. We've got a whole series. We can do all these in the coming weeks. But, David, I noticed that your your pen was uh, scorching the paper there as you were making notes. Is there anything that you wanted to share with us before we close up today's show? Well, I think the important thing the, the important thing is not to get overwhelmed with all of the vast you know strategies, but recognize that you know you need to make your keep your life simple, your spirituality simple. Um, you know, start somewhere. You know, address the things that, you know, you can easily address initially. Uh, find your way to be a part of, you know, our community in some fashion. Learn some of the basic principles of the spoken word and the violet flame and things that can help you, you know, get your next steps. If you've never ventured into therapy or any kind of counseling, I recommend that to anybody, regardless of how, how wonderful a childhood you had or didn't have. Because, <laughs> and because the point is, is that, you know, we can't really see ourselves as other people see us. And this is part of the understanding of your of you know, the spiritual path, you've got to be able to understand, you know, how you come across, how you react to things and so forth. And so, you know, it's a long process, Tom. Like I say, you know, Jesus said, he that endureth to the end, I'll grant the kingdom of heaven. It's an endurance test. Well, you know, we have um, the advantage, I think, of the the teachings of the Ascended Masters that we would hope everybody would take advantage of. And we want to mention that the title of the book we're referring a lot of these strategies to and from is Strategies of Light and Darkness. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it at our bookstore, tsl.org tsl.org slash bookstore. I don't want to go too fast with that. Uh, but Strategies of Light and Darkness is a wonderful little book. It's a great manual. It, it's the playbook that counters the dark strategies. And, you know, I'm thinking if, if a person had this book, they could take like the one through five and just study those five for for a week or a couple of weeks, you know, to keep it so that it's not overwhelming like you were well, saying. Well, and I think that we'll understand what David's point, too, is that we want to get underneath our psychology. Yeah. As we've been admonished to do, this is one way to do it. Because if we can discern what's being brought against us by way of opposition, then we can understand what we have to do to overcome it. Right. And to really be, you do have to get your psychology figured out. There's no yeah, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, keep us posted. Uh, yeah. We are at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. And we'll get back with you. We will. You know, and we we often begin our program. We always begin our program before we start with a prayer. And I thought it would be nice maybe to just sort of say a simple, this may not even be a prayer. It's more of a statement of light. But it's, um, we want you to know that you can bring strength and comfort and clarity to all who seek the light, who serve the light, who stand in defense of the light by virtue of your example by the degree to which you are willing to embrace the light yourself and bring it to others. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful gift that you can bring to the world. You may never get acknowledged for it. It doesn't matter because God is the doer, you know? Well yeah. said, Tom. Yeah, so God bless you all. We hope you continue to stay with us for this series. It's going to go at least the next three weeks, if not longer. I suspect longer, but it's a glorious path to follow. So again, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. See you again. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.